Hi, I'm Vicky Hudson-Craig and welcome to Melanoma Heart. This is episode three of my journey through melanoma. This is L is for living. And today I welcome my brother-in-law, Rich. Rich has recently been diagnosed with a brain tumor himself. And so I felt that it was a really good opportunity to have a chat with him about how the diagnosis that he has recently received has changed his perspective and his way of living life. So welcome Rich and thank you for joining me. Hi, how are you? Hi, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah, thank thanks you for having me on. on. That's all right, thank you for coming. Um, it's obviously a little bit late in the evening for, for you and early morning for us. Um, so thank you for staying up for us. But I, um, I really wanted to have you um, talk on this because you're in um have been through a similar situation uh to myself recently and you're kind of at the start of a journey that i'm now quite a way through so i thought it would be interesting especially for under l for living to have a chat about um how your situation has changed your life or your perspective on life um and as well sort of compare notes if you like <laughs> yeah definitely yeah yeah so um tell us give me a little bit uh well for the listeners give um a little bit of a brief overview of, of where you've been at recently yeah so um in march uh, this year um i was um i started having some some strange uh, visual symptoms and um uh, that prompted a mri scan um this was at the end of March, um, which led to the diagnosis of a brain tumour. Um, and it was obviously quite a shock um, at the time. Um, it was all a bit of a whirlwind. Um, I got put on a fast pathway through the NHS, um, which, which um, I couldn't actually wait the two weeks. So I had to pay privately to see a neurosurgeon. Um, so I just wanted to get straight, um, you know, what my sort of prognosis was. Um, I suppose I went into a bit of panic to start with. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so I, I I saw this neurosurgeon and he, he explained that um, because of the size of the tumour, it was um, uh, an operation was, was, was my only sort of option really. Um, um, and from there, um, as I say, it was just a whirlwind. It all, all happened so quickly. Um, I was then, there was a period of about three weeks um, after this appointment that I saw a neurologist and got to ask some questions about the operation and, you know, my prognosis um, to the future. Um, and then I started to sort of ease into the fact that, you know, the reality of the situation, that I did have a brain tumour, um, but I was, you know, extremely thankful that um, I could be offered uh, an operation to remove it. So, uh, so May the fourth uh, this year, I had, had the operation craniotomy um, to remove the tumor, which was successful. Um, and uh, yeah, my my recovery has been sort of amazing. To think that mm. I'm, you know, I'm able now to, you know, well, I'm home for a start and to have, to have conversations and. Um, be out walking and going to the gym and you know, I'm easing myself back into work now so um, yeah as I say it's been a whirlwind yeah yeah I, I can well I remember the first phone call when 
my mum rang me to tell me and um, just just utter shock because um, obviously only three, four months before we'd all been celebrating your wedding to my sister and everything was completely normal. And it just highlights that how life can spin on a dime, eh? Like just how fast things can change and how how everything can alter so fast. Um, and I think that, um, I mean, Attitude is a whole different podcast um, that I'm doing, but um, that really did set you up. Um, you went into that operation with a, I'm gonna beat this. I'm gonna go into this operation fit. I'm, I'm gonna smash it. And you have, um, but I think, um, and it and it's so good to see you looking like you did when I saw you in January. Like you don't look any different, but I know from my experience that internally you will be an entirely different human now, um, and that um, your approach to life is probably going through all sorts um, of self evaluations right now. Have you found that? Um, that change yeah 100 percent. yeah um my perspective um on on life you know completely changed um i, I realized that um that you know there were certain things on um the day before i was diagnosed you know i had you know, everyday worries things that you know everybody has um and literally the day after something that was completely out of my control um just those those worries just simply went away um so i realized that you know there are only a few important things in my life um and i sort of realized what they were um in an instant and, you know then i started to worry about really important things um so i did my perspective literally changed from, you know it's uh yeah it's it's changed me as a person I, I know i won't be the same person that i was before but um i honestly believe that it's made me stronger more resilient um i've been very fortunate that you know i seem to have, have made a, a good recovery so far and i hope that continues but um strangely i almost look at it like it could have a positive effect on my life from now on i yeah. will live life differently because of it do you, do you find that as well that that, that you, your, the, the, the way you spend your time is different now oh absolutely like a hundred percent i i remember um yeah all those things that you felt were important before um just become um not irrelevant um but there there's certainly less of a priority i mean you uh, so um for people listening uh, rich is my brother-in-law but he hadn't met my sister when i left england so um he didn't really know me um very well prior to to me living in new zealand but um you know those things that you know, I was a complete shopaholic. I loved fast cars and <laughs> eating out and living life in, 
in a very different way to how I do now. And I think for me, the small things have become the most important, you know, they're, and, and, and part of that is probably because I've become a parent in that time too. So obviously your, your priorities change with that as well. It's not just the cancer, but I think, um, when I was initially diagnosed, um, back in 2013, that was obviously what, um, prompted the, my move to New Zealand in the first place was that diagnosis. And I realized that things that I was doing weren't making me happy and that I needed time out, time away. I wanted to travel. Um, and so that, you know, if you don't do it now, when will you started kicking in? And that's shaped the, the last eight years, I guess, of, of where I am now. So yeah, it's yeah, definitely <laughs> changed perspective. Yeah, I, I, you know, the time, the time that we spent together over Christmas, just gone, you know, I could see how close, um, you, Ruby and Ryan are as a, as a family, you know, you, mm. you and, and, and what I see on um, social media and hear from, um, your parents and Lara as well, that you, you know, you literally do everything together and it seems that you're, you know, you're, you're really close yet as a family and it's, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing to see. Um, do, do you think that your diagnosis is, made your relationships closer have you, have you become closer to people that are important to you now yeah i definitely um i don't take anything for granted um i'll definitely say that i think um i really hold on to those relationships that matter and and make effort you know like it's it's amazing the support that i've had and we've had but you get that support because you give back too and and you your friends and you're caring about those people you just don't absorb the support and expect it and take it you have to you have to be a partner you have to be a mum you have to be a friend um <clears throat> to get that that level of um support and i think that that's something that i'm really aware of is that gratitude for good relationships and how important those people are but also being present for them you know i could i could be a very demanding wife that demands that ryan <laughs> takes all of his you know energy to look after me and make sure i'm all right but actually you know he needs it too he he needs my support and he needs um he needs to feel that we're a unit that can't be broken and um yeah. and i'm very um yeah very um possessive about that that little unit i think um we're we're a good little yeah, unit <clears throat> yeah yeah and, and talking about you know living you from what I see, you literally live it up. You do, you do every, everything, everything <laughs> in your community. You are there. You are, you know, you're, you're, you're you know, if, you, if you're not, you know, performing on a stage or, or doing ballet or taking Ruby to her clubs, you're on a, on a yacht sailing across, the, you know, in, across the sea and doing all, you know, all this, all this stuff. I'm just, it's so admirable looking at, you know, and this is, this is during a diagnosis and, um, and living with ongoing treatment, I just find it 
absolutely incredible that you, you know, and just how resilient you are to keep going, keep going and keep wanting to experience and live and challenge yourself to, to do new things. Like, you know, it certainly yeah. helped me. Certainly yeah. helped me. Oh, that's good to know. That's good. Um, I think, I think I've always been a little bit worried that, well, more than worried. I've always been anxious that time would run out. Um, that's been something that you ask my sister. <laughs> um, I continually used to harp on about even in my 20s. Um, and so now that, you know, it really is, um, then I just, it's it's very hard for me to say no to anything because I just want to try and fit as much in as I can. Ryan looks on in horror sometimes because he's he's very much an introvert, whereas I am a complete extrovert. But um, he he does his best, bless him. <laughs> um, <coughs> but yeah, I do think it's important to to give things a go and to to live life like it's while you can why wouldn't you you know it's um it's something i'm very passionate about and i i don't understand this or i'll tr one day or um next week or tomorrow you know like now now <laughs> you know like give it a go now if it's on your if it's yeah. in front of you try it i mean obviously um financial you know like I can't do everything I want to do because I would <laughs> the list would be endless and um we certainly don't have the means to do that but if there's an opportunity that's in front of me and it's possible then I will try it and yeah um I certainly feel like having um listen to you over the well a little bit before you were you were quite like that anyway but certainly the way things with conversations we've had since your diagnosis i've noticed that you're more looking to immediate changes and things that you feel are important to you that you want to do now do you feel like you're you're getting is i mean it's still early days for you i'm a wee way in but um you feel like those perspectives are changing and that that kind of more immediate now is is catching up with you or how do you yeah i i i think i'm i'm less likely to make excuses now for things <laughs> like that that um i want to do um whereas before i might let work get in the way of stuff or think oh you know i'll do that one day so i think there is an, you know, it's like, well, if, if it's a thought, if it's something which you're interested in, why why put it off? And I think that attitude is, is a good one to have, really. Um, you know, so, yeah, I've, you know, I, I want to, I want to test myself. You know, I want to put myself out there and um, I'm an introvert as well. Um, so I'm less, I've always been less likely to put myself forward for something that I don't think I'll be good at. But now I just think, you know, what the heck? I'll, I'll try it. If I don't like it, I'll try something else. Um, and yeah, yeah. I do think that comes with being 40 too. <laughs> it could well be, yeah. <laughs> yeah so have, you've got, have you got a bucket list? Um, I started, but it kind of changed too rapidly. 
<laughs> and also like the trouble with bucket lists I think is that if you start um think there are things that I want to do like um you know I want to ride a horse on a beach with Ruby or the, ride roller skates down the esplanade or those kind of things but the trouble with bucket list is like I could say I want to take Ruby to Disneyland or I want to buy a house those things aren't going to happen because we can't afford them so um I'm more looking at living through opportunities that present themselves to me or things that are sort of minor goals so I guess it's a kind of a bucket list but it's more of a like where do I what do I see things that I can do in the next six months or eight months or a year like I don't go too far ahead um yeah. because you can have grand plans and bucket lists but for me I need to feel like I'm achieving and I think this is a slight difference in you know hopefully your your now your tumor's removed and you can move on and and live life in a different way i'm in a situation where mine is not going to go away so the the aspirations and the the life i'm living are, are different like my future is potentially a lot shorter and i don't mean that in a negative way it just means that long term goals and plans for the future are slightly altered um so my i can live more in the immediate i guess um yeah. <clears throat> than than too long term but i guess it's a form of bucket list <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah are you have you I, have, I was... go on sorry, sorry go on. i was just gonna say have you been compiling one <laughs> no 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 not really not yet there's there is things that i want to throw myself into I'd yeah like, i I, I do want to raise money for um, some charities now. Um, that's something. Um, Can you start with my drugs? <laughs> yeah. Joking. Joking. <laughs> it's no, um, yeah. So th there are there is, there are things that I will do that I wouldn't have done before. Um, you know, there's there's an abseil the the brain tumor charity based in the UK. Um, again, it just raises money towards research development of treatments and things um, they're doing uh, yearly they do numerous sort of challenges so there's an abseiling um, event uh, down the Spinnaker Tower in, I think it's in Plymouth oh, yeah. in Portsmouth um, and that's that's something I'm going to do um, yeah. next year but I wouldn't have um, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done that uh, six months ago yeah um i wouldn't have even thought about it so yeah little things like that that i now think yeah i'll just, just, just crack on and do it yeah and i think you're well, doing <laughs> exactly exactly the um i think it's um it's really good that you're you know you're recognizing those changes so early too because i mean i'm now 10 years past my first diagnosis and two and a half years into this one so and it's only now that I'm actually able to really process those changes like I remember when I first uh, moved to New Zealand which is obviously a reaction to the first diagnosis and um wanting to wanting to change it but I didn't really recognize that that's what was happening 
until I looked back and and I mean at the time people must have thought I was insane but um but it turned out to be the best thing that I ever did and I think that recognizing those changes and living your life differently um is is so admirable and and so and you're thinking so clearly like it's it's amazing to see and like I know like you said you tailspinned initially but I mean you're only where are we now July you know it was May you were under there under the surgeon you know like it's an incredible um clarity of thought that you that you've achieved in such a short amount of time and it will I'm sure I'm sure you'll go through changes but you see are you feeling quite clear quite quickly really it was um at first it was um panic you know i went into a state of panic but that was quite mm-hmm. short-lived really i was um, i suppose it was the first time i considered my own mortality you know um and you know that that worried me um you know immediately i thought of um lara and the kids um, yeah. and, and my family and friends and you know and then you start then you start worrying about the little things like you know how how are they gonna how are they gonna survive without me and all this sort of stuff but that was short-lived that that was that was a couple of weeks and then then the emotion of anger came in like why me what you know but then you know again that was short-lived and then then it became you know i I became determined that yeah you wanted to i was gonna have a positive this is going to have a positive um, outcome, um, and that's where my focus went. And it's uh, you know, and it's still that now. Um, mm-hmm. I know I'll have to have scans for years to come, um, but you know, I'm still you know looking at it in a positive way and thinking, well, actually, I can I can turn this whole thing into something you know positive. Yeah. Um, Do you that's, find? That's yeah. Do you find that when you um, I don't I, this might be just me, but when I think about life as a, a thing, like, I, I, it, like, it excites me. Like, I can't begin to explain how, I'm like, oh my God, like, we have this chance. We have so many things to, to grab. And it, like, one of the, one of the things I love most is standing, whether it be on there, I've done, there's a couple of times like when I've stood on the beach and you can hear the sea and you can smell the salt and you can feel the wind or, um, you know, I don't know, you'll be at your favorite place. Like if you play golf, it might be on a golf course or if you ski, it'll be on a mountain and you're looking at the sparkling snow, you know, like, and you look around you and you're like, this, this is it. This is what it's about. That this feeling, this smell, this sound, like I can't get over how my diagnosis has um, absolutely made me focus on those things. And that's what I really get excited about now is like how those, and when I'm on the boat and I can hear the water and feel the movement, like, I don't know, it's yeah. it's just unbelievable. F- yeah. You know, like. I, yeah, I can relate to that because, you know, when you ask me, coming on this pod and you know i thought of the word living what what does it mean 
mean to me and, and I immediately thought living means being in the present mm. like being you 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 only have the moment now you know th yeah. this moment now is, is is really all you have and and I think that's exactly it I think it's being in the present whether that's you know it doesn't necessarily need to be um a happy place you know it's feeling that emotion that you're feeling at any yeah. one time and you know really realizing um being conscious of of what's happening and 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 to almost watch it from um be able to watch yourself in that moment being very self-aware yeah 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 like to, you're talking about smells and sounds um and things like that and that's 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 fully embracing the moment that you're in, um, being able to enjoy it. Um, yeah. And you picked up something there. You said, you know, it's not always about being happy. And you're right, it's absolutely not about always being happy because I think there's this real pressure. Um, you know, you see social media and everyone's living these amazing lives and you see the, the gloss. But actually, you know, part of living is is dealing with all aspects of life and riding out the um the downs and the ups and the and like you said being very present <coughs> in that in that moment and acknowledging that it's okay that there's a day where you just don't want to get up and you know you just want to to wallow and that's as, and that's living as much as being on a yacht and flying through the <laughs> flying through yeah. the harbour you know like it it's not it's not a bad thing to have a day where you don't want to do anything like that's living too um yeah and i think that's in that is actually something that we get caught up in trying to live our best life and we don't actually acknowledge that sometimes that is just a down day or a, a, a bad period of time and that you have to you have to get through those to enjoy the other aspects as well, and I think that's that's really important to acknowledge. Yeah, I, I'm into the um, uh, you're talking about really feeling into you know, the, the smells and sounds and you know what you're do, you know the standing in in front of the sea and listening to the waves crashing and stuff. Um, I'm really into sort of the law of attraction. I and I used it um, before my operation. Actually, I, I I really felt into the positive vibe of of um, you know. Some people think it's woo woo, you know. But before I went to bed every night for two weeks, I used uh, I imagined that I, I could see myself the other side of the operation, and I could yeah. see I visualized the. Um, tumor getting removed um as weird as it sounds i, I could pick i could picture my brain and, and this tumor being in the brain and it being moved from my brain yeah um almost like it had, that's what was happening and then i imagined what my life would be like afterwards yeah um and i think it helped me you know sleep better at the time because i was going to bed thinking of a, a positive thought so I was getting a better night's sleep, and I was I was feeling okay the next day. Um, and it was only like a split second in the morning that you you know you realised that well, you remember 
Between you wake yeah. up and there's that split second when you wake up and then you suddenly it dawns on you, oh yeah, I've got I've got a brain tumor. I've, I've got yeah. to deal with this. But you know, it's only short lived. Um, but yeah, I really I really feel into that. You know, uh, being completely realistic about the situation, but actually really feeling into um, manifesting. Manifestation, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I really feel that helped me. Yeah, my my mum always was saying, just imagine the imagine the drugs are ninjas and they're they're killing their tumours. You know, you've just got to imagine like them. That, the, yeah. yeah, little ninjas going boop 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 boop, <laughs> and um, and that's what I do. And when when I run, like so, um, without going too much into more drug funding drama, but. Obviously, the the cost of drugs means that um, the way in which we live is is changed a bit to how we perhaps would want to. Um, but so some of the things I found that I get the most um, out of are free, and running or walking on the beach is is a huge one. Um, and we're very lucky in that um, we live right by the beach and it happens to be one of the things that works for me. So that's, you know, um, but when I'm running along and I'm listening to those waves and I, I'm thinking like of my blood pumping round and those ninjas are fighting and, um, that they're, you know, the tumors are shrinking or they're staying, you know, they're, they're keeping back, they're defending. And then that the waves are washing away, you know, like it's, it is, um, all of these things are so important um to to be able to live your life and and feel like you're normal and and that you're in control um of the situation because it's very easy to get completely overwhelmed and and let what's happening to you dictate your life rather than you live your life and be in control of your life and so i think that that isn't woo woo it's it's a very um, clear determination to live and live well and um, from from my perspective I think that's the best and as I see it the only way to be because otherwise you're going to get swallowed up in a in a whole world of, uh, of of spiraling out of control because you need to be in control of of your life and how you live it so I think it's um, I think it's a really good way to to finish your day to go to sleep thinking like that yeah, yeah. and it's clearly worked for you too <laughs> well I, I like to, yeah i like to think so i, I read i read a, a great book that i'm gonna send i'm gonna send you actually um mm. so i think it's, it's quite a short read um but yeah it's, it's helped me massively so um yeah the next package we send over us I'll, I'll send this book it's but it's by joseph murphy um it's about the power of the subconscious mind I, and I am um, interested to read that. Yeah. Um what the, what does the what does the word live in mean to you? Like when what comes to mind when you I think just making the most of what you have. Like and and getting the most out of every moment based on what you have. I think it's wasted energy thinking about what um what other people have that you don't or what what you want to achieve that you don't have i mean there there's ambition i've always been ambitious so you know like um 
when I was diagnosed, I was determined to get my qualification to be a solicitor again here and, and things like that and their personal goals um, based on um, my, it's quite hard to explain, but what I know I can achieve um, and what's right in front of me. So I was, you know, I am a lawyer in England. It, it was within my ambition to, to be a lawyer here and I was already on that path. So it's not quite like turning around and saying, right now I want to be a doctor <laughs> and I'm going to throw everything I've got at being a doctor. And You know, A, it's unachievable, it's unaffordable. And so I think for me living is very much making the most of the people that we have in our lives and what we have and focusing on those small things and yes have ambition and drive and but for me it's not going too big it's just really um focusing on what's important and and having that perspective about what's important and the latest designer clothes don't really matter to me anymore um you know i'm wearing a top that i bought 20 years ago that would never have happened <laughs> you know, um you know like it's it's those little things and and if someone told me tomorrow i'd have to leave my beach and my sea and um and the people that i love that's where i would really find it hard so that's i guess that's living for me what about you yeah it's I mean, you described it so well. I'm like, like very similar. I I think I, I'm really interested in doing doing things that sort of scare me now, because um, I think being afraid of failing has um, held me back in the past. So um, I know that happiness is internal, and there's no, nothing external. Um, that can sort of you know defeat me i know it's all yeah. it's all internal um so you know i plan to do something that's gonna um scare me you know every day whether that's having a cold shower um <laughs> or um you know abseiling <laughs> down a spinnaker tower um yeah. i think i'll grow as a person um because of that, um, you know, being healthy. Um, yeah, I think that's a big little, one. Yeah. Little things like, you know, I, I've, I've always been health conscious, um, but I'm even more health conscious now. But I, again, I don't think it's obsessive. But I think, you know, I need to be healthy to, to look after my family. Um, yeah. And I want to put myself in the best possible position so again from this i'm going to try and be even more healthy you know every time my heart rate um raises um i feel alive i, I feel like you know this is this is it this is I, I i'm i'm doing this and you know heart's beating the adrenaline's pumping and you know that's uh, to me that's that's living you know that remind yeah. that's a constant reminder Do, doing something every day that reminds you that you're alive because I can't think of anything more boring than you know, getting up without a purpose in the morning, going to work for eight hours, and then just slumping on a sofa and yeah. 
doing nothing for the evening. You know, yeah. I suppose the diagnosis has made me realise that you know you actually have to do things. Um, yeah. It's interesting, actually, to hear. Sorry, go on. I was going to say it's interesting to hear you say that um, you want to do things that frighten you a little bit every day because I've kind of gone the opposite a little bit. Like I'm a little bit more risk adverse than I probably was before. Like so while I want to, I live and enjoy the moments. Like in 2015, I dreamt out of an aeroplane. There is not one hope in <laughs> I would do that again. <laughs> no way. No, no way. I mean, sailing is scary enough right now. <laughs> um, you know, like, um, so it's quite interesting to hear that that different perspective on for you to feel alive is to shock yourself a little bit and, and push yourself in, in that way. Whereas mine's been a little bit more to pull back um, in that sense than probably where I was. But then again, maybe, you know, I did jump out of that aeroplane in 2015, which was just after my, you know, a couple of years after my um, original diagnosis. So maybe at the start, I was a bit like, yeah, come on then. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't remember um, too much about thinking like that, but maybe that's what it was. <laughs> do, do you think you've got better at saying, thinking about time, you know, the, your time spent? Do you think you've got better at saying no to people? Uh, no. <laughs> Ryan would say that I don't say no enough. Um, it depends. Like, I'm I'm much better at saying uh, no to things that don't make me feel good or that um, are not good for, for our family. Um, so in that sense, um, yes, I've got better at saying no. My time management is seriously no, no better than it was 10 years ago. And um, I just try and cram more into, into the time that I do have. Um, so in answer to your question, yes and no. I think um, I say yes to way more stuff, but I'm much better at saying no to stuff that I feel is wrong <clears throat> or not good. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about your lifestyle now? Do you, would you say, would it be fair to say that since your diagnosis, that your lifestyle has improved? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 100%. I mean, like, um, I, I, I mean, it's hard because part of it is that I've, as I say, I've become a mum and, and a wife in that time. So your lifestyle is always going to change anyway with those things um cancer aside and and my lifestyle when i moved to new zealand and, and met ryan and had ruby had changed considerably from you know when i lived in the uk but how much of that is down to to the cancer i don't know because i was living at a time then when i was in between diagnoses so i think the first diagnosis had changed me so that I was much more aware of how special those things are. Um, but then this second diagnosis has probably pushed it into a another level again. Um, but certainly, um, you know, I was much more aware of taking time for 
for family and doing the things you love. And the work-life balance in New Zealand is, is quite different to the UK anyway. Um, there's a much more of an emphasis on that <clears throat> and making time, free time count. So it has changed considerably, but how much of that is down to cancer or just circumstances? It's, it's a little bit mixed. I can't take, I can't say that cancer changed me completely. I think, um, <laughs> but certainly it gave me, a, it's given me a few wake up calls. Yeah. But um, so for for you for the what obviously for the for the foreseeable future your well the near future you're focusing on your continued recovery and you're doing amazingly well. But what what's next in your life or living living each day plan? Yeah, I, I I'm one for routine. So whatever I do, I I I, I work well with having a. A, a regular routine so um you know I'm, I'm not i'm not currently working um at the moment um because i've had my driving license taken away because because of, of the operation and medication but um it also uh, you know it made me think about everything like work you know is is the job that i do because i run my own business um do i want to do this you know um and i dreamt you know all through my when it's to run my own business it's taken it's taken me 10 years um, to build it to the to the point that it is um but i'm even questioning things like that you know do i want to go down a different route and you know at the mo moment everything's you know everything I i'm being open-minded about everything i'm just yeah. you know i'm lucky that i've got time to at the moment to reflect um and not make knee-jerk reactions. Yeah, I haven't got the worries about, um, you know, daily sort of operations and stuff. So I, uh, work operations, that is, it's, um, so yeah, I, I get time to reflect, to, to think and, and ponder about, you know, what my next move is. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm looking into, looking into various things at the moment. And it might well be that I, I, I go back to, um, you know the vision of growing my business um further um but i'm just being open-minded it's just made me think completely differently yeah you know, like i felt before i i wouldn't have even questioned whether um what i do was, was right for me but but now i feel i should i've got time to observe and you know to think about what i want from life what sort of lifestyle i want um yeah there's always going to be the pressure pressure of earning money, but um, you know, I suppose when you've had a, you know, when you've been told that there's something inside your body which is, is a threat to your life, um, suddenly you you do realise that you know, if there's an opportunity to make changes, well, if there ever is a time that now is the time to do it. Yeah, so, I think um, that's. And as that, that you've got behind you there, I am grateful. <laughs> and I think that that yes. that is um, that's a, the overriding feeling that I have is being grateful for life. And I think from what you just said, you know that being grateful for the time you've got to think and evaluate, and maybe it will take you back to the same place, and that you'll feel that actually your life was 
just tracking the way you wanted it to and you had the right balance and and that's amazing like awesome um it will be you know how how good would that be to feel like actually you know it was all good i'm gonna tweak a few things and i'm gonna scare the hell out myself every day but on the whole i was doing it right and what more can you ask for you know it's it that's living just 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 right there (laughs) so i think I think you're doing amazingly well and um, I'm so, I'm very grateful to have you in my life and my sister um, and um, I think that you'll come out all good. Yeah, as I say, you've, you've been a massive inspiration to me um, and there's no doubt that you've helped, um, you know, maybe some parts of that even knowing it, but, you know, getting through my operation and coming out the other side and focusing on my recovery, you know, you're living proof that, you know, face, you know, some serious challenges, but you know, with the right mindset um, and attitude, that there is hope and there is, you know, a way forward. You can live your life, you know, despite, you know, a horrible diagnosis. So, um, yeah, thank you. Thanks, Rich.